Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hey, I'm uh, Paul Carruthers, and this is our weekly podcast, Off Track. We talk about everything about Moto America. Um, this morning, I went and found the two ugliest guys in the paddock, so they could share. So they could share this table with me. And uh, yeah, Sean Bice over here is my regular counterpart. We do the show every week, and this is Cameron Bobier, our four-time Moto America Superbike champion. And uh, he didn't end up fastest in yesterday's um, test, but he definitely ended up the fastest guy with the least amount of laps. <laughs> I think he was a little lazy, and I think the weather scared him a little bit too I'm much. A fair, fair weather rider. So he, 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 it was pretty amazing to watch, actually, because Cameron stayed off the track all day, which was probably smart because uh, it, the, the conditions weren't ideal. Then he went out at the end of the day and did seven laps and immediately shot to the top, which I'm sure uh, didn't make the other guys feel too, too confident. Um, and then Tony ended up going faster uh, by just a little bit in, on his last lap. So. Yesterday was just, I mean, it was just, it wasn't really worth it, right? To, to, to go out earlier? No, like, I mean, we had all new leathers, new helmet, brand new paint scheme, bike was brand new, brand new 2020 engine. And the last thing I wanted to do is go throw down the road before we got any good pictures in the dry. So uh, we just decided to, we're not going to learn anything around here in the wet right now. Um, it was a little bit different for Jake because he's pretty new to, to the current R1. He's obviously ridden R1 before, but he went and spun some laps and he was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not that bad. But we ended up just waiting until the end of the day to uh, go out in the last session because we saw the, the weather is gonna clear up and be nice. And so we did. And uh, I was like, Richard and I were thinking the track was gonna be a little bit easier on tires than it was here at the race, just because it's had like a full off season, quite a few track days and stuff with cars and trying to break, you know, break to break the track in. Um, so we went with the 2662 front, just a little bit softer front and it shredded in like five laps. And so we're like, oh man, we didn't have anything else on warmers. So we just ended up uh, waiting until to today to, um, to keep going, so. And then today's, Obviously not much better yeah, at this point, but maybe it'll dry up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I mean, we should mention probably that right now, while we're talking to Cameron, normally there would be bikes out on the track, but it literally is full damp right now. There's like a strange misty rain in the air. It's like so. a tough, this is a tough scenario because it's not like super wet. Like you could go out and burn a set of rain tires up, but uh, it's all, it's like right in between, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah, we don't want to get the impression these guys don't rain and race in the rain or ride in the rain because they certainly do. I want to ask you about that, Cameron, because I mean, I think all of us that ride motorcycles on the street have ridden in the rain before. It's certainly not like racing in the rain. The first one thing I want to know is, do you do you like ra racing in the rain? You prefer not to? What does it feel I don't like? like? I don't like riding in the rain. I don't like racing in the rain, but um, I just feel like maybe maybe with my style and just like maybe like a dirt background has has helped me in the rain uh, because whenever it rains and also my r1 you know it's it's super gentle on the bottom end uh, yeah we've had really good success in the rain so, you won uh, races in the yeah, rain yeah i feel like where i struggle is like the half wet half dry races like that's where i've struggled but if it's full rain like i feel 
I feel like I have a really good shot at winning the race. Mm -hmm. um, but in the mixed conditions, that's where it's it's kind of tough for me. So what does it feel like? I, again, back to riding on the street. And of course, I don't wear leathers when I'm riding. But you know, you get really wet in the lower part of your body. Do you get wet? Do your boots get wet? Do your feet get cold? You know, what is it like? Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it goes You're right. Wet. It goes into yeah. the leathers and the boots and the whole oh, yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, and it's uncomfortable. Clearly. Yeah, okay. I mean that's the last thing you're thinking about when you're riding around. Right. As long as you can see good, um, you're fine. So uh, there's been I remember uh, there's been a couple races at New Jersey in like 2016. It was literally downpouring, and uh, it started raining progressively throughout the race. And I remember like on the inside of the curbs there was just like huge puddles and, and every lap, like there was more standing water, more standing water, more standing water. And uh, like the track was just getting slicker and slicker and slicker. And I saw like bikes going down left and right. And uh, you're just trying, it's like survival mode. You, you're going four seconds a lot slower and you're nervous because you're like, man, like I'm gonna get caught right now. Um, so you're still kind of pushing and sliding around. Um, that one I was completely soaked, you know, but most of the time we'll race when it's just like a little drizzle or something, or it's, it's lightly raining because, uh, most of the time you can't race when it's just a full on downpour, you know? So that was a unique situation though. Yeah. Okay. You're probably going to lie to me with your answer, but, um, yesterday did, it seemed like you, you wanted to make a statement. Like, are you, you seem like you're really confident, like you feel really good, you're happy with the team, you're pumped, you're ready to go. Yeah. And then yesterday it was just like, you know what, I'll go out there and do five laps and just smoke everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, yes and no, like I wanted to go out and go fast for sure because I've been sitting in the truck all day. But uh, I mean, to be honest, we've, we've had a few really good tests in the off season. We had a couple of days at Button Willow. Um, it's obviously a track we don't race at, but we've spent a decent amount of time getting comfy on this new uh, attack performance R1, and it's uh, it's good. Like it suits me good. It feels good. Um, it's quite a bit different from what we raced last year, just uh, chassis wise um, and electronic strategies wise. Uh, but it's similar in some ways too. So yeah, I was actually really curious to see how how it is on on a dry track around here. And the first impression was really good. So we obviously had some, made a couple tweaks last night for today once it dries up. But uh, yeah, so far I'm, I'm happy, man, it's good. So this off season was about trying attack stuff versus what you had too, right? And it seemed like you're- Kind of just piecing everything together. Like the first test we rode, uh, uh, we rode my bike, my previous bike, the first little bit and then switch to the attack bike and right away like i really liked the especially at a track like buttonwell where it's pretty rough and uh you got to be careful with the throttle on a super bike because it's got so much power you know um i really like the characteristic of the the way he runs his electronics like the way the tc catches the way the wheelie control catches and our bike it's just a little bit different style of riding it's just a little bit more free so I've had to adapt to that a little bit, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. I had heard there was a change. There's a little bit of a change this year in Magnetti Morelli's electronics. Is that, is that true? There's a little yeah, we got an updated software from the world Superbike guys. And uh, 
to be honest, like I don't, it feels a lot different from what we were on last year, but I don't really know what um, they were on last year. So I, it just feels, you know, new to me across mm-hmm. the board, but uh, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. So, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this. And when we talked to Tom Halverson last week, we, I think the previous iteration of the R1 is kind of, I always thought of it as the bike that Josh Hayes built. He didn't like it in the beginning and he developed it. You didn't really, the front end was a little weird for you on that bike. You got this oh, the, the old one. The old yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The old one. Yeah, the one from 09 or whatever. And then you got in the new one and seemed to instantly go better. And Josh struggled a little bit. It feels like now with the championships you've won, it's the, it's the bike that you built. Do you feel that way? That that was Jason's bike? In some ways, yeah. Um, Man, that one bike tore me up. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It was a freaking... Well, I remember the first time I rode it, like just how stiff the thing was and everything. I was like, damn, dude, this is what I got to look forward to. Like the thing is way too fast. And like it cornered good, but it's just like I got arm pumped second lap. And I was just like, oh, man. But uh, the new one for sure is... Uh, was night and day. Just I remember I rode it in stock form and I was like, "Holy crap! Like it's this good in stock form." Like, yeah. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like in race. You know, in race form. And it obviously took a little bit, like trial and error with some stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just it was just a good race bike from from day one, really. Uh, but yeah, just all the little things that helped me just the way they shape the tank around like but i got it i'm not as wide in the shoulders as josh you know so i was able to uh, wrap myself around the tank a little bit better that helped me a lot um but i think at the end of the day josh had so much you know he's obviously has so much experience now and at the time he had a lot more than i do um so he kind of took charge when it come to electronics and stuff like that and uh I feel like he led us down a, a great path. You know, we, were at, we racked up some superbike championships together. And, uh, but now it is kind of funny to see just everything changing um, in electronic strategies. You know, he's a little bit more old school where it's all in your hand type of thing. And I think it was really good for me to learn how to ride like that and then take what, I, take what I've learned um, to basically kind of like the new way of riding with electronics, you know, restricting the power a little bit and letting the bike kind of work for you and uh, make it a little easier on the rider and a little safer uh, along with it. So, mm-hmm. how different is uh, how different are your bikes with your new teammate Jay Gagne? Does is there anything similar? I mean, I know he's still going through a bunch of stuff and trying to figure out his way, but is there anything close there or not? That's pretty similar. Okay. Yeah, like. I think our setups are pretty similar. Even our bar positions are pretty similar. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with us, like riding a lot of motocross or something like that. Right, like elbows yeah, out. Yeah, like I've noticed I've on this bike, I've I've gone further out and further out with my bar position, mm. um, and it could just be where the seat is and stuff like that. But uh, it's been pretty cool work, working with Richard so far. Like. I've heard a lot of good things about him, uh, like how he's, you know, smart and stuff. But once you actually like work with him and talk to him and stuff like that, you can just see that big old brain working. You know? <laughs> it's uh, uh, when you come back in and give him some feedback. And uh, that's how I am when I talk to Sean. I see his big old brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually there's smoke coming out of my ears. So. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about that for a minute, because it's funny about Rick Hobbs. I mean, all the riders he worked with over his career and champions 
he worked with you longer than any of those other writers. His, yeah. You know, and you got to know him so well, and you guys were friends on on that level. And you know, Richard is Rick. Rick is. I'm not going to argue who's smarter between the two of them. Um, they definitely have a different presentation or style, and you have to get used to that. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So talk talk about the chemistry. Do you have to? You know, did you guys sit down and? Try to see eye to eye, or did you just kind of jump in there? I mean, you're a friendly no, enough I mean, guy. I mean, uh, I mean, we're still just kind of learning how each other work and stuff like that. And I mean, it's not all going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to uh, uh, learn each other's communication as as we approach the race race season. And I think we just need to kind of get thrown in the deep end together right. and just uh, and see how it goes. You know, the fir- first race and kind of uh move from there um i've been so lucky with rick just just his you know his calm demeanor and he's like uh he he is so calm but like he's like he's a leader at the same time you know like everyone he has like this uh he like demands respect type of thing in like a calm way Mm -hmm. um and everyone loves him, you know, he's just a great guy. And he was really like, he was a leader, him and Tom were just like the leaders of the team there last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, I'm so lucky to learn and work with that guy. It's, it's pretty cool. And I'm sure he's enjoying his time and have a seat now, sipping his wine. And, uh, <laughs> but it was really cool. Um, yeah, working with him, we had a really, really good, uh, really good chemistry on the whole team, you know, so. Um, I'm going to miss that guy, but yeah, it's just a new chapter, same goal. And, uh, yeah, hopefully keep, try to keep that number one plate on our, on our bike. Well, so you got four super bike championships, same as Mr. Four time Josh Hayes. Obviously the, uh, Mamelin has seven. Must do you be getting think, old. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, I mean, not really. I mean, you think about what's ahead of you. Do you even think about the fact that is seven passing seven attainable? Is that does it even cross your mind? No, honestly, I I feel like the best thing for me is to think about like what's present because once I start thinking about uh, like the future, I I don't know. I like just thinking about what's tomorrow. You know, like how I, what, what can I get out of today or tomorrow type of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. You know, I think Moto America is doing a great job. Um, obviously we need more bikes on the grid and Superbike, but uh, I think that'll come as Moto America keeps growing. Um, but I would really like to see, you know, see how I can I can stack up over in Europe. You know, I've, I'm really pumped for Garrett to get that opportunity. I feel like now wasn't my time to kind of go over there. Uh, I have a really good situation here, you know, with Yamaha and I have too good of a deal to pass up, to be honest, you know, I'm getting paid good. I get to go home after every race. Uh, my family gets to go to my races and I'm not traveling all over the world and stuff like that, um, which would be cool. But I think right now is just, it's not the time for that. So, uh, I'm just going to keep trucking away and doing what I'm doing here. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to try to rack up some more some more championships, but it's not going to be easy. Um, I know it's funny. I think it is a bummer that how how we're not considered factory Yamaha anymore. We're factory supported, and same with Suzuki. Like they're factory supported on the, the M4 team, um, but at the same time, I feel like it's gonna it could create. Um, 
some really good doors for for Kawasaki to come in and spend way less money for uh, for Honda to come in and spend spend way less money to th- rather than come in and spend see all this money Suzuki and Yamaha are spending on these sides and being like man like that's like we we have to do that to be competitive type of thing I don't think it's really necessarily like that anymore. So it could be a blessing in disguise. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. It's it's funny though. I was just gonna say, Paul, real quick. So you never said anything real quick. Back in back in nineteen ninety one or nineteen <laughs> yeah, back in nineteen ninety ninety one. I mean, Vance and Yamaha, which you know, of course, Jamie James was on that team. Colin Edwards. We at that time thought of that as a factory team, and it wasn't. It was yeah. a factory supported team. Tom Halverson was embedded in that team, like he is on this team now. So I don't know what changed to make it seem like this is not still factory involvement because it is. I feel. I feel. I mean, yeah, this hasn't been a huge step down. Right. No, it's. It's. I feel like uh, at the end of the day, um, especially you two, like you. You run Moto America's social media and stuff like that, and you see people hating on the internet and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, do just, we ever? <laughs> just to, and it's literally like I don't know if it's like this day and age. It's just like the way people conversate is just complaining now. But it's kind of I mean it's kind of lame, honestly. But I mean, oh, it's I just, want to go on record right now. Anybody, I'm, if anyone's rude to anybody in Facebook responses, it's him and not me. I, I little, try to stay off of there because I'll lose my shit. I get a little worked up. up. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> I, it's just, I mean, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. It's, uh, it's just, it is what it yeah, is. It is what it is. Yeah, but we're just gonna keep doing our thing. And there's also a perception, and I don't, I, I want to word this so that nobody gets mad at me, but there's a perception that, um, that y- your situation is better than what Tony's situation has become, because people view Yoshimura in such. It's not that they view the current team low. It's just they view Yoshimura in such a high with such high regard. And sometimes I feel like maybe he even senses that a little bit too, and 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 it's and it's kind of it's almost put, put you a step ahead of him, you know, going into the season. Do you do you feel that? Um, to be honest, in some ways, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. There's multiple ways to look at it. I think not necessarily ahead him, ahead of him, but. Um, I feel like we've gotten a pretty good jump start to the to the season, and we've tested even more than we have we've had last year, uh, last off season, which I think has has been really good for me and and the team. Just kind of working the kinks out and getting comfortable on the bike, and uh, they, I mean, they've only ridden one time since or before this test, uh, but at the same time, like they have the same equipment they had last year, which was really good. And uh, that M4 team is no joke. They have some really good guys, and I think they have some guys from Yosh over there as well. So, and on top of it, Tony's a you know he's a world champion. He's a MotoGP race winner. He has a ton of a ton of talent and a, a ton of experience. So, um, yeah, you can look at it like that. But I think when it comes down to racing, like they're going to be there, they're going to be ready to go, just like we will be. Does. Does obviously with 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 Coda being postponed now we open at Road Atlanta. Does that help you a little bit psychologically because he's always so tough at Coda? To be honest, no. <laughs> I was looking forward to going to Coda, like with them not with with a ton of time and us with like a decent amount of testing, and I'm like like ready to to go stomp down, you know, throw down. And then they say it might be the last round. I'm just like, oh boy. Like yeah, that yeah. could be tough. Like if he gets some momentum going, but you know, regardless, it's 
it is what it is. It's the same for everyone. And I think regardless, we're going to be in a better position going to that track. And to be honest, I was bummed Coda. I mean, if last year, if you said Coda was off the schedule or not the first round, I'd dude, I'd be on my knees thanking the board. <laughs> but like, I, uh, yeah, like this year, I think we're in a lot better spot with, uh, with some things that we've we've learned last year with with Hobbs and our team, and then also um, just with the with Richard and the attack bike, the way he runs his bike and stuff like that. So now, is, is Richard technically is he your crew chief? Yes. Okay. He's kind of a do it all guy. So when you when you when you come in and you get off the bike and you talk to somebody like you would with Rick, I'll you're, talk to you're talking to him, and then yes. he'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. And then. Um, yeah, we have Paul back with electronics, and then I have Lee and Will working on the chassis, and it's pretty cool. Like it. Uh, and Lee and Lee, you had last year. So yep. Will's the only. Will and Richard are the new ones. You have half yes. the team is the same as last well, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty cool though because so Will Morton, he actually lives like probably an hour from me, oh. and he used to help my dad with my 125s back in the day for with JD and I. Like JD and I used to. Uh, we uh, traveled all around Europe together and, uh, JD used to like, he lived with me sometimes, you know, like he'd just fly back to, to, from Europe and my parents would pick us up and we'd stay at my house for a while, um, a couple weeks or whatever and fly back out or he'd fly home. Um, but yeah, we've spent a lot of time together and, uh, he actually had a 125 and my dad would, would obviously help him with it. We'd go to track days together and stuff like that. Wow. And Will, uh, Will helped both of us with that. Like we'd go to Will's and uh, I think he lived in like Vacaville or something like that, which wasn't too far. So it's kind of funny how it comes full, full circle and, and we're working together. That's and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably saw on social media, maybe you didn't, I don't know, but JD had posted that photo of you and he on the rock wall bikes way back. That was cool to see that. It's amazing. You know, you look back at that time and, you know, we've known you so long that to see you back then, it's like, oh man, he was so young then, you know? So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a cool time. It was kind of funny that, uh, JD pretty, pretty much got me that ride. Right. And, um, yeah, we, we ended up being teammates that year and, uh, yeah, it was it was tough because coming home from Europe, I really didn't have you know I didn't have anything. Like I was in the world championship, everything was looking good, and then all of a sudden KTM folded, and I had nothing, and came back to America, and I was really lucky I got that. And then we, so I, I raced Rockwall with Rockwall Yamaha on the East Coast, and that was when they did like the East West shootout. Right. And so I did the East Coast and Supersport, and I did the West Coast like on a private, our private R6. And um, yeah, it was good just to get, just to, I think I showed up to Daytona, literally had ridden a 600 one time, and uh, and we just kind of went for it. So it, it is cool looking back on that. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Was it the next year that you won the 200 when you got with the, the Yamaha team? Was it your no, first year? No, that was, so that was, a few years after that, in so 2010, okay. I did the Rockwall. 2011, I did that kind of private thing where Jesse Kaler was building Jesse the bikes, yeah. and then I uh, started riding with Jake on Jake Holden's team, run by Brie Poland. I rode with them for a little bit, and then uh, Bean a little bit, and then kind of just anywhere we could get to the track, our bikes could get to the track. Really, it was a uh, it was a scramble for sure, and then. 
we, I think we racked up like five podiums that year. And then that's when I got that opportunity with Keith and Chuck. They were paying attention. I want to talk about that. So what you did, and this Heron kind of had the same situation, although it was a little bit different. Obviously, Josh won. Josh Heron won a, a Superbike Championship in 2013 with the Moto2. Kind of came back, had to reinvent himself, start over again. And of course, you know, his popularity is skyrocketing. Now, with you, you, you had rookies... Red Bull Rookies Cup, you raced GP125, and then you kind of had that time in between where you, you really did what you could do to put yourself in the window so people could, so you could still have your racecraft and people to see you. Was that a calculated thing? I got to keep doing this to I mean, notice? Yeah, like if I wanted to go racing, you had you just had to... Uh, had to do everything and luckily like i had i still had my sponsorship with red bull and uh top one oil that they helped me out back then um and without them i wouldn't have been able to even just do my own program because you know my parents they did my dad's got a good job my mom's got a good job but they're not like breaking the bank like right. means, and they were they're just blue collar yeah my dad's Middle blue collar yep. and just yep. going to work every day he's worked really hard his whole life and uh and yeah, and then we'd, we'd go racing. So we were, I was super lucky I was able to, to do that. And that year in 2011, was it was like such a tough year on everyone, but it was like the most rewarding year ever, just being able to, something about being like the underdog and podium and against like the team I ride for now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Geico, when M4 was Geico, like all that stuff, that was so cool standing on the, on the podium knowing that, you know, we built this thing in our garage and up late nights, Russian parts to Jesse Taylor and all this stuff. Like that was a pretty rewarding year. And I remember tipping over in practice and just like spray painting my body work on the trash can. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh man. But uh, yeah, I mean, that just makes me thankful for what I have now. So it's good. I, I'm in a good, good place right now. I'm in, yeah. enjoying life. Like I, uh, I've been enjoying, you know, training, like riding motocross at home with my friends and, uh, spending time with Shelby and our, our freaking dog and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Riding motocross with my, my brother and just hanging out with my family. Like it's been good. Does speaking of the motocross thing, does the Skultsy thing make you a little bit nervous? Like as you get close to the season, do you slow uh, that down a little bit, but in his defense, like. I feel like you have you have to do it, you know. Like you see all the MotoGP guys riding motocross now too, and uh, even flat track guys. Like um, there is no, at least in my eyes, there is no better fitness you can get out of riding motocross for road racing. Uh, yeah, than motocross. Like it's it's uh, if you can go out and ride it good 85, 90% for for half an hour, like you'll have no problem thrown around a, a super bike for for that long maybe not no problem like it's tough you know right. and it's humid and nasty but uh i feel like it's really and you're on a motorcycle you know you're like you're working on your timing you got to hit your ruts you're soaking up a jump you're um hanging on for dear life over the breaking bumps uh it's it's really really good for you and i mean sometimes sometimes bleep happens you know it's just uh, it's just the way it is. We're we're motorcycle racers, and right, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other day, Matthew, we got a quote from him, and he said that that riding moto is a necessary part of his training, just like you're saying. Yeah, he would not do it. It just sometimes things happen, and it was the first or second year crash he had. It yeah. wasn't a big deal. It just yeah. hadn't hit it just right. So, um, I'd say like 
It might be getting a little close, like doing it a day before you're coming to the right. test. <laughs> That's what so, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so this year we're kind of excited because we have two new events. And uh, obviously returning to Indy is like a really big deal for us. And you won there the first year we were there. Both races, 2015. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yep. that track, very close uh, races, I think, with Roger. Yes. That was a good track. That was a fun track. I'm kind of interested to see how it is now. Um, I'm sure it's still going to be good, but that was cool racing with uh, with MotoGP there and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, me and Roger had a good battle there. I remember Hobbs grenaded a, a stopwatch there because I think it got red flagged and it reverted back a yeah. Yes, it did. But, yeah, and <laughs> – or no, it didn't revert back a lot, but he thought it was going to, okay. or something like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so it would have would have gave him the win, but I we ended up getting the win, and it was funny because he just grenaded the stopwatch. I got a couple grenades out of him, like he. I, That's doing something. You don't see him get mad very often, but oh man, something about getting Rick fired up, like kind of makes like me feel good because yeah. he's so just calm cool and collected yeah. like he's like you're you are human so <laughs> there was one last year he had where i remember it was on camera you had crashed and i think he put his head his head in his hands really? it was the most emotion i'd ever seen out of him and i was like that, i don't know if it was quite a grenade moment i think it was an important one i can't remember what it was though. it was like it was when it happened it might have been it's Sonoma, maybe. It seemed like oh, I just wanted yeah. Sonoma. It was, it was Sonoma. Because when you went down, honestly, yeah. everybody at that point yeah, thought it's this over. Yeah. over. I did too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That and was then it. you got a little yeah. help and yeah. turned things around. <laughs> We're also going to the Ridge. Is it is it cool as a rider to just be going to different places just because be it's honest, new? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think it's cool. No credit to you guys, but I think Moto America is <laughs> looking for – uh, looking for new race tracks, new safe race tracks. I heard they already put in a chicane in like one of the dangerous spots, which worked out really good at Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's one of the coolest tracks you yeah, have on the is. calendar right, right. now. It's yep. freaking, it's a beautiful track. We got a, uh, you know, good, good fans there, which is really cool from like the middle, kind of the middle Ohio area, which I love that place too. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to go to Ridge. I think. Um, I've, I've heard it's really good. I heard it's a really good track. Zemke's ridden it. Uh, Gagne said he's ridden it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he said the, the layout's pretty cool, you know. And uh, I just love going to the places where it's all green, you know, from California. It's nice this time of year, but it, uh, it all dries up right. in the summertime. So it's nice to get out somewhere green. So speaking of that chicane at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little more or not? <laughs> what are you saying? Well, didn't you mess up there and it cost you the race? Yeah. <laughs> No, I did. Good, but, nice, good. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't like chickens. Good, terrible job. Actually, I have a different question for you about Pittsburgh, though, and I want to talk about like so. Yesterday, uh, coming out of Charlotte's Web at this track, um, Josh Heron on the BMW high sided the bike, and we didn't know what happened. It looked like a wrist. It turned out we thought separated shoulder. It turned out he's got a little something with shoulder, but not too bad. Um, Pittsburgh, you had the shoulder thing. You had a lingering thing before that, and you got it fixed. Is your shoulder a factor at all for you anymore? Do you no, have any I problems? Mean, some, it's definitely a little more tight than my good one, but uh, and I wouldn't say it's quite like as strong, but it's to ride like there's no problem riding. I say I just notice that like in the gym when I'm working with my trainer uh, with Derek Dialed Health, uh, I notice that it's a little weaker than than this one, but uh, it is a hundred times better than it was previous 
So I'm so happy that I, I got that done and didn't kind of try to fight through the last yeah. couple yeah. of rounds of the year. Like I'm, I'm happy that I got that done for sure. Well, since you that happened, it was like some kind of weird tank slapper that you had. Have you had anything like that happen since then? Yeah, Similar, yeah. and it yeah. hasn't affected. Yeah, you. our yeah. good videos are always that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that thing at uh, at Utah, right? That yeah. crazy wild thing you were doing, one. man. That was a good one. I yeah. cannot believe that thing blew up too. And so oh yeah, that was yeah, one of the biggest things of the year. That yeah. was crazy. It was, but but that you've had that happen, and you're like, oh, I'm all good. Then it yeah. probably when it happened in Pittsburgh, you probably were like, it was really confused. like the perfect s- scenario for that to to happen to just the way like I was I was leaning to the right and then like leaning to the left right when the thing snapped on me and then like my weight um, was all on my left side right and so my right side is free and the, just the way the bike snapped it was just like the perfect scenario for it to just freaking pull it out so yeah I don't ever want that to happen again that was that was a rough day but uh, but it led to something better. You yeah. got it fixed. It, yeah, it, no, exactly. It was a blessing in disguise. So exactly. All right, then we'll wrap this up and let. Uh, maybe he's gonna go out. What do you think? No, I told you, dude. I'm a fair weather rider. I'm going out when it's dry. <laughs> it might get dry. No, it, yeah, it might. It might dry out here pretty soon. So. Well, I mean, so Tony was fastest yesterday. Do you feel like you want to try to get some time to try to beat him? You want yeah, to leave well, this test? I would love some dry time regardless, but yeah, I would feel good uh, coming out here, coming out of this test fastest, uh, fastest for sure. Okay. I mean, that's the goal every time, right? You're a racer. Yeah. Yep. Good. All right, Sean. Well, thank, thanks for joining us, Cameron. Yeah, it's great to have you on video. It's great for you to be on video. Not so great for me to be on video. I'm sorry, fans, but, you know, it happens Hey, sometimes. this is one of the only podcasts I actually listen to. I'm not a podcast guy, but I listened to the Colin Edwards one. That was pretty cool. We've had some, uh, yeah, I fun. listened to Tom Halverson. That was, that was really cool. Um, I think the Bobby one was pretty funny, too. That, that was, was good. good, yeah. Bobby's always good. Yeah. So, so there you go, fans. I mean, Cameron listens to him as well. But I, we want to also mention at the end here, so Moto America Live Plus, our streaming uh, subscription service that we have and also does video on, on demand, you know, make sure you get hooked up for that. It's, it's fantastic. It's the best thing to have. Next best thing to being in a race and speaking to be, about being in a race, get your race tickets as well. You can go on motoamerica.com slash buy and get hooked up for both those things. So, you uh, you know, we want you to be at our races when you want you to watch our races and we've got some of the best racing in the world. It's close and uh, it's fun to see and we got great, great riders like Cameron to see. So, thanks for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Cam. <laughs>